0: You're listening to the East Side Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This sermon was recently preached at our church. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com. Now, enjoy today's sermon. Thank you. You can be seated again, and uh, I'm going to do something a little different. Tonight, um, and just to give you some thoughts tonight, to kind of uh, focus on. Uh, years ago, I, I read a sermon from a man named Dr. James Kennedy, and uh, he he's a conservative uh, Presbyterian. Uh, we wouldn't agree with necessarily with everything, uh, but but he is a conservative man and a man who had great influence um, among many. And he wrote a sermon, preached a sermon. Um, years ago and that he turned into kind of a short story and tonight I'd like to read it to you because I think it really does sum up well the state of modern Christmas culture the modern Christmas season and uh, he said it as well as I could so I'm going to use what he wrote tonight and then wrap it up with some questions and hopefully, and now and just remind you too, if you've got young ones, um, you know, they're welcome to be in here. If they're, if they're being a little noisy, you could, you're welcome to take them to the foyer uh, or I think the nursery is actually open as well. Um, but, but that you can still hear in the foyer and that'd be fine as well. I'll just listen to this story and try to visualize it as we go through. Long ago and far away, there lived a man named John Beresforth Tifton, whose teeming wealth stretched beyond imagination a man in the strange habit of bestowing $1 million to unsuspecting individuals of his choice. Mr. Tifton would dispatch his secretary, Michael Anthony, replete with hat on head, umbrella under arm, and briefcase in hand, to deliver not only this bountiful gift of money, but legal papers showing that this selected individual had been formally adopted into Mr. Tifton's family and given his name. You can imagine how radically the gift transformed the lives of its recipients. No matter what his previous financial circumstances, each individual became part of what amounted to a special millionaire's club. Receiving receiving the name of Tifton elevated each one to a new level of prestige and respect he could never have won by himself. First dozens, then hundreds, and finally thousands all over the world received the benefactions of John Tifton. In his will, Tifton explicitly instructed his executors that from the holdings of his vast estate, this practice was to continue down through the years. Thousands upon thousands had their lives transformed as they entered the elite status of millionaire. As centuries passed, the people who had received the gift decided it would be a very good idea if they could get together in groups around the world to specially celebrate the birth of their great benefactor. So they did. Now remember, the only people interested in celebrating Mr. Tifton's birthday were those who had received the gift. Nobody else would have any interest in it. How could they? Well, as the celebrations continued and grew, Mr. Tifton had hymns written and sung to his praise, Pictures drawn of him, essays written about his character, especially his benevolence, all to honor the memory of a man who had changed untold lives. Then an unusual thing happened in America, which is the place where unusual things happen. A few people overheard that a party was in progress. After determining its location, they went there and they slipped in unnoticed They didn't grasp what was going on, but they did pick up the idea that somebody had given wonderful gifts to these people who in turn were celebrating that deed. The party crashers thought it was a neat idea, so they told their friends, who told their friends, who told their friends, and so on and so on. Soon, non-Tifton's began to celebrate Tifton's birthday too. After all, it occurred in the middle of winter, a very drab time of year, and the celebrations brightened things up a bit. Believe it or not, the idea spread. Before long, almost everyone was celebrating Tifton Day. It's even true that Tifton Day became a national holiday. As the years rolled on, it was celebrated every year by the masses. The department stores and other entrepreneurs, with their keen perception, they liked this new holiday. They were quick to put it to use for their profit, Thus they put forth their Tifton specials, and people bought the merchandise. Then came the Tifton card, then even the Tifton tree, though strange to say it did not grow in the land of Mr. Tifton's birth. Years later, on a Tifton eve, two gentlemen from Mr. Tifton's far-off land disembarked from a ship in New York Harbor. They were genuine Tifton's, and as they walked down the gangplank, one said, Would it not be wonderful if we could find one of the Tifton's who lives here, one who has received the gift, with, with whom we could celebrate our benefactor's birthday tomorrow? The other replied, Ah, yes. But in a land as large as this, it is highly unlikely that in so short a period of time, we should be so fortunate. In Mr. Tifton's home country, the celebrations of his birthday continued in their purity. Only those who had received the gift entered into them. Thus, our friends were quite unprepared for what befell them. As they walked down Fifth Avenue, they came upon a department store window, which said, only one more day until Tifton. Their hearts leapt for joy. What good fortune they had met. Excitedly, they read another sign near the first, which, read, which said, Tifton specials, one half off. What good fortune, we have found a Tifton. One shouted gleefully to the other, This gentleman has used his million dollars well. He bought a department store. How strange, though, that he calls himself Macy's. Americans are an odd lot. As the two started to go into the department store to meet the owner, they heard someone cry from the street, Mary Tifton. Startled to find a second Tifton so soon, they turned to to pinpoint the man when someone from their side of the street cried back, Mary Tifton to you. Before they knew it, a whole chorus of voices was shouting, Merry Tifton and Happy New Year. The two gentlemen could hardly believe their ears. Certainly, one said to the other, Mr. Tifton has been very generous with his gifts in America, unlike any we have ever seen in his own land. As the two gentlemen made inquiries to one person on the street, they were invited to a Tifton Eve celebration that night. The celebration was in full swing at a large home when the two Tifton's arrived and was, in fact, a uniquely American innovation, the Tifton Eve cocktail party. Enthusiastic before entering, they grew uneasy as they surveyed the scene inside. They heard the tinkling of glasses and raucous laughter and music blaring through loudspeakers. Wispy clouds of smoke wafted throughout the crowded rooms. Some people were staggering about, almost falling down because they were Drunk. Well, the two Tifton's stood bewildered. Mr. Tifton would never have approved of this kind of conduct. It certainly did not honor his memory. This prompted one to comment, I say, dear brother, did you notice this afternoon that some of the people who proclaimed Mary Tifton were not dressed as elegantly as one would expect? Well, why, yes, I did. I just didn't want to say anything, but they did not look like millionaires to me. After walking around briefly, each on his own, they reunited by the fireplace and compared notes. You know, dear brother, one said, I cannot begin to understand these Tifton cards. Most of them do not say anything about Mr. Tifton. Instead, they show a picture of a fat man in a green suit pulled about in a chariot drawn by reindeer. What in the world has he got to do with Tifton? Yes, I spoke with some people about him, the others said. The fat man is a character that has been invented Uriah Serper, commonly known as Saint Usurper, is his name. It's all quite confusing. We need to investigate further. Well, they grabbed the attention of the man nearest them and asked, Excuse us, please. Pray tell us, sir, when did you receive your million dollars from Mr. Tifton? How's that? I said, when did you receive your million dollars from Mr. Mr. Tifton? My million dollars? I had to borrow $300 to buy my Tifton presents this year. What are you talking about? Our friends looked at each other and and said, could you please tell us then why you are celebrating Tifton? Well, sure, by the way, Bootstraps is the name, Benny Bootstraps. You're strangers here too, I see, just came up from Atlanta for the holidays myself. Tifton Day, huh? Well, I'm no expert on the matter, but as I understand it, Mr. Tifton's life is written up in a big book. Most families have a copy of it in their homes, but none of them read it much. I'd like to read it more than I'm able, just don't get much time for it. Anyway, this book tells about the life of Mr. Tifton. He was a very rich man. I think he was from the south somewhere, maybe Dallas. Uh, He made heaps of money, and in in this book, he tells us how to do it. It's sort of a how-to-get-rich recipe. We're supposed to read it and apply those principles. Then we all get rich, I guess. Our friends looked at one another in utter amazement for how this explanation of Tifton Day ever cropped up was beyond them. They continued to inquire, finding yet another man to speak to. Excuse us, sir, but could you tell us why you are celebrating Tifton? Why am I celebrating Tifton? What's the matter with you? Everybody celebrates Tifton. I've celebrated it all my life. I was brought up that way. My mother celebrated Tifton. Her mother celebrated Tifton. I remember when I was a kid, I used to hang my Tifton stocking from the mantelpiece. Why do you question our custom? Don't you have Tifton where you come from? Ours is a tradition, an old tradition. That's what it is. Well, their perplexity continued. But they collared one more fellow in hope of ascertaining what Tifton Day meant to these people. This fellow is well-dressed. Perhaps if he can give a sensible explanation. Excuse me, uh, Mr. Tifton. My friend and I are also Tifton's. And we would like to acquire a better understanding of your celebration over here. It seems so. Tifton... My name's not Tifton, my name is Mick Mythology. What what a coincidence that your names are Tifton. You must get kidded a lot this time of year. Oh uh, yes, of course. Well, uh, why do you celebrate Tifton? You really don't know? No, we don't. Well, there's this fellow named Tifton. He lived far away and long ago. Some people claimed he actually lived, but the truth is, we really don't know that. In fact, with our scientific progress and sophisticated technology, we now know he didn't live. Supposedly, Tifton had a habit of giving presents to people, ties, handkerchiefs, cologne, and the like. It's a fable, but it's a nice idea. So we picked up on it, and we started giving gifts ourselves. We've changed it around a little bit, but that's basically the idea. So you don't really think Tifton lived and gave important gifts to people? No, but like I said, it's a nice idea. Well, yes, I can see from that purple tie with orange stripes you're wearing that this is a very significant day in your life. Well, thoroughly bewildered, the two gentlemen heard a knocking at the door. When no one answered, it opened and through its way stepped in the perennial descendant of Michael Anthony, an umbrella under, un- un- under one arm and a briefcase in his hand. The two friends were f- from far away looked at each other with glad joy. At this party, right now, someone was going to receive the gift. Well, at least one person would come to know what Tifton Day was truly all about. Mr. Anthony said, excuse me, please. But nobody paid him any mind. The music was so loud he could hardly be heard. Trying to talk over all the laughter and the hubbub of the party, over all the tinkling of the glasses, he spoke again. I beg your pardon, but I have here with me. His voice was drowned out. Yet he stepped up to the closest man and tapped him on the shoulder and said, Pardon me, sir, but I represent. The fellow interrupted, saying, Hey, Mac, this is, this is Tifton Eve. We don't do business on Tifton Eve. Come see me Monday morning. Here, have a drink, celebrate, marry Tifton to you. Without further ado, but dumbfounded by the disregard he received, Mr. Anthony turned, and left unnoticed as he entered. No one received the gift the Tifton celebration went on undisturbed. Now that's our modern, our modern parable of Christmas. I wonder how many here will rip off the ribbons and tear off the wrapping and open the boxes tomorrow morning and yet find that something is still missing. The emptiness in an unsatisfied heart has not been filled. And I know it's not typical to present the Christmas story that way. We looked at it as it is in Scripture a moment ago, but I think Mr. Kennedy, Dr. Kennedy, summed it up as well as anyone could have. And I'd like to point out three applications from that story that I think we'd all do well to uh, be introspective about. And the first one is this, and it's the most important application, is that you cannot truly celebrate Christmas until you receive the gift. You can't truly celebrate Christmas... Until you've received the gift. By gift I mean eternal life. For the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And that gift is only available through his death on the cross for our sins. Every person in this world on this planet that has ever lived is living and ever will live have sinned before God all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Our only hope to be reconciled to a holy God is to accept the payment of his Son on the cross for our sins. That is the gift that we're speaking of. And until you can accept or will accept or receive the gift, you can't truly celebrate this time of the year, Christmas. So, my question to you day, today is Have you received the gift? If not, the ultimate purpose for Jesus Christ being born on this planet is left unrealized in your life. But the great thing about it is you can receive the gift tonight. If you've never received the gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ on the cross, you can walk out of this building with it if you would simply humble yourself and trust his plan for your salvation. You can leave with the gift. The second application is even those who've received the gift can miss it this time of year. See, most people get it wrong. It's no wonder the world gets it wrong, but what a shame for you and I to miss it. If you're a child of God, if you are uh, a Christian, if you've been saved, if you've received the gift, and yet go through the holiday season without focusing on where, what, it should, what we should focus on, then we've missed it, and it's a shame. How does that even happen? Well, usually it's because we elevate traditions above a relationship. So how do we make sure that doesn't happen? Well, this Christmas season, don't drop the things that help your walk with God. I'm thankful that you're here in church tonight. That's a great start. But on, your, on a daily basis, in the, in the privacy of your own home, make sure that you spend the time with, your, with Jesus Christ in a relationship of fellowship, in prayer, in Bible reading. Make sure you don't drop the relationship this time of year. The second way that we make sure it doesn't happen, that we miss it, is I think it'd be good for us as families, even tomorrow morning. I know we read much of the account tonight. But I think it'd be good for us as families to open the Bible again and read the account of Christ's birth before we do anything else. Just to remind ourselves of why we're doing any of this. Third, then, don't get too caught up in the temporary things. See, everything you'll open tomorrow morning, you could lose. Everything that you open tomorrow, you could lose. It could be taken away from you. But there are certain things in our life you can't lose. I'm thinking about people. You know, People live on in eternity somewhere forever. And we would do well this time of year to elevate people above the place of the things we can lose. And the, second, and the second area of something that you can't lose is your relationship with God. That gift of eternal life no one can take away from you. Let me ask you tonight just to consider submitting yourself to his plan for salvation this evening. What better gift that could you give those, your, those that love you and Jesus Christ than to receive the gift this evening? Third, the third application, first, again, you can't truly celebrate Christmas without receiving the gift. Second, even those who've received the gift, we're prone to miss it this time of year. Third, let the most important gift of the season be what you give God. See, we, we, we spend so much time and thought and energy into the things that we'll give each other. I mean, hours we think about in shopping and moving around trying to find the next thing. But... What do you need to give to God this year? See, what one thing would make the biggest difference in your spiritual life this year? If you want to make this Christmas season mean as much as possible, give God the one thing that would help you take the next spiritual step. For some, it may be just to get back into church. Just to make make just to tell them hey I know this is your house these are your people I need to put myself in that position again for some it could be just on a daily basis making a habit of walking with God for some it could be forgiving someone that you've held on held something over their head for a long time maybe that's the one thing that bitterness in your heart that forgiveness that you need to express maybe that's the one thing that's holding you back what one gift in your life could you give God this Christmas season that would help you you take this step spiritually that you need to take. and in conclusion, you know it's in the name, isn't it? It's Christmas. It's Christ must. It's, it's not gift, must. It's not tradition, must, it's not even family, must. It's Christ must. And he should be first. Every time that you see or you hear the word, think about the person who was born in Bethlehem and remind yourself this is about him. Take it one step further and pray with this prayer, thank you. Thank you for going to those lengths so I could receive the gift of eternal life. Folks, let's do it right this year. Many, many people will miss it. And I'm going to implore you tonight, don't be one of them. If that means that you need to receive the gift of salvation, tonight's your night. If that's you, if if you're in your life, your Christian life, you've gotten complacent toward the things of the Lord, then maybe tonight is the night you decide, here's the gift I need to give God that would make the biggest difference in my life. Right now, we're going to just take a very short amount of time and bow our heads. And we're going to pray to God about one of these things. If God's spoken to you about something I'm going to encourage you to spend some time in prayer with him, speak to him. It's perfectly appropriate to pray to him. We'll just have silence as we do this. And then when we're done, we're going to stand and sing one more song as we're dismissed. Let's take some time at this time and pray to the Lord. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com.